the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week, we talked about answering objections when we were sharing with people. And we will continue this week. It's daunting, right? But it is exciting. And so I pray that you're enjoying this as as we uh, seek to figure out the answers to what people say to us. But first, let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. We thank you and praise you for this day. Lord, you have given us the greatest gift of all. Help us to share it. Help us to share it with people we love. Help us to share it with everybody. And so, Lord, let our light shine. Let our light shine, O oh Lord. I pray in the name of Yeshua that we would be motivated, that we would be excited and that we would be successful in sharing our faith. Because, Lord, you are worthy, and we love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. Bless this time as we talk about your word and how to share. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Just want to remind you that if you are taking the summer challenge, uh, that's great, but if you're not, then please do so. Go uh, call our office and go t- uh, get on the Summer Challenge, the app for it, and it would be great. Even, look, three weeks left is better than no weeks at all. So get on there. Okay, call our office at 813-831-5673. Um, please visit our website, uh, org. And then come and visit us. You'll check out our days and our times. We'd love to meet with you and see you there. We have four locations. We love visitors. So call our office at 813-831-5673. And I would mention that we are only a month away from the holy days, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. It's crazy how quickly the summer is gone, right? But um, that means you have a month to invite your Jewish friends to our services. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, we have tickets for you if you call our office. We'll We'll send you out tickets, and you can give them to your Jewish friends. We have also a high holy day um calendar which goes through all our events and uh, even gives a little uh encouragement for building your own sukkah 
So um, please, you know, ask for these. We can send you a link for them or we can email them directly to you, whichever you prefer. And also, if you'd like to help us stay on the air, we always appreciate your gifts, uh, whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly pledge. We're blessed, and we thank you for all that you do to help us. So let's uh, continue on. As you know, there were five parts to what we were discussing having to do with sharing our faith. One was the approach, and two was our delivery. Three was the actual content of what we're saying. Four was how to close, and five, our uh, answering objections. So that's what we'll be talking about. Let me uh, just mention, <laughs> I was somewhat unsuccessful, so maybe that'll feel make you feel better or worse. I don't know. But I went out to visit my brother in Colorado, and I, I it was interesting because he gave me a wonderful opening. He said that he's really been bothered twice now by these ugly sounds that he can only attribute to the devil. And while he's awake... This is not why he's asleep. So I said, well, you know, if there's a devil, there's a God. Now, my brother's an atheist, so he didn't buy that. And uh, we talked for a while, but I just could not break through. And then uh, at the end of our time together, um, I played him some Marty Getz songs. And I think that that really helped because he loves the, the music of Marty Getz, or he found out that he did, and and Marty has such a strong um, word that he gives in all his songs. So um, I'm still praying for my brother, but uh, did not really go as well as I would have hoped. And then I ended up going to Philadelphia from uh, Denver, um, because of a funeral at the last second. So on that plane, I was sitting next to a couple. Uh, he was Jewish. I didn't know that till the end of the flight. And she was um, brought up, I guess, Catholic. And uh, so we discussed things about the Lord. And she said that she really didn't have much faith anymore because her daughter... Uh, when she was 17, died in a car accident, and her son uh, died in a long illness with cancer. Um, and as tragic as that was, I tried to encourage her to look forward. To um, so we talked about a number of things, and I, you know, as we were just about to pray, we ended up landing, <laughs> and that was the end of that. But I suggested to her that that night. Uh, she should pray and ask God to reveal himself to her so that she could have the kind of abundant life that he has planned for her. And she, you know, seemed very agreeable to that. So I'm praying that uh, that was uh, an excellent uh, opportunity that God gave me and that I think it ended up being successful. So, we're going to go over objections today, and one of the uh, main objections, which we've talked about a little, is there can't be a God because he would not have allowed the Holocaust. 
Another way to reframe that question is, why do bad things happen to good people? And, you know, it's it's pretty much similar questions. Very different, but similar. So the first answer would, of course, be, I understand how you feel. There is nothing one can say about the Holocaust. It was a travesty. It was inhumane. It was awful. However, have you ever looked at how God has blessed the Jewish people in the state of Israel as he promised in the Bible? Now, if it was what, you know, the fact that bad people uh, get good things and good people get bad things and so on, you just say, I understand how you feel. I have felt the same way. A lot of most of the people I know feel the same way. It's a question we all have. But, you know, God is God. And it's really important important to understand that he did not create robots. And so we have this will and many people who don't know the Lord and some who do have the will to do bad and ugly things. And God allows it because he allows it. You know, we wish that he wouldn't allow it, but then we wouldn't like what came with that, that we would, everybody would be controlled. So that's another way you can answer it. You can say, I understand how, back to the Holocaust, I understand how you feel. Many people have the same problem, including my parents, when they came to the United States from Vienna, Austria, and it took a long time, but they realized that there is good and evil among people. And since God doesn't control us, which is what I just said, um, awful things do happen. I'm sure God is grieved with inhumanity against man, just as we are. And so, you know, those are some ways that you can talk and answer that question. Uh, One of the uh, things, objections that I've heard a number of times is that a man can't be God. And if that's what they say, I would say, you know, I totally agree with you. A man cannot be God. A man can't become God. Though many people seem to act like they're God and, you know, hopefully everybody laughs and we have a good time. However, I just want you to realize that God can become man. If God's God, he can do whatever he wants just by his very nature. He's a miracle maker. He created the heavens and the earth. He created people, animals, trees, flowers. He had the Jewish people come back to Israel as their homeland, as was prophesied in in the book of Isaiah 2,700 years ago. Are you familiar with that passage? So, again, understand that we want to focus and, and turn the conversation to God conversation. We want to give them agreement if we can, but then we turn it around. So they said that a man can't be God, and I agree, but God can be man, right? 
So you see how we turned it around. Okay, let's go to another objection. Jews don't need a mediator. We go right to God. Well, and you don't have to be Jewish to even say that. I've heard people who are not Jewish say that. But Moses was a mediator for the people. He received the Ten Commandments alone. He led the people out of Egypt as God spoke to him and through him. He had to withstand rebellion from his old brother and sister. And because they couldn't believe that for a while there that he was the leader and the mediator. And and there were others who rebelled against Moses for this very reason. They one of the things they said was all of us are children of God. We all can listen and hear God's voice. Well, that might be true. But God picked Moses, and we know what happened to that group. So God spoke to Joseph, and he became a mediator for all of Egypt and for his family. God used mediators all the time in Scripture. Daniel, Isaiah, Jonah, Elijah, Elisha. And at Yom Kippur, it was always the high priest that made atonement. So hopefully that gives you some possible ways you can answer that question. I like this one. Here's number four in the objections. I have good morals, and they're as good as many Christians I know, so I don't need God. Well, the answer, I understand how you feel. I've noticed that very same thing, that some believers don't behave like believers. And many people have said that they were hurt by Christians. However, let me ask you a question. Have you ever known a person who did something that you felt was wrong and they felt they were right? Well, then who would decide good morals Would you or your friend? Well, in our culture, society, whatever you want to call it, people are saying that good morals include killing babies, changing sexes, having sexual partners of the same sex, having sex with those other than our spouse, Should we make our own moral rules, or should we follow someone else's rules? What do you think? Are you prepared? Because honestly, if you make rules, then in a sense, you are making yourself God, right? Or you are making a tyrant, or you are making a dictator, or whatever you want to call it. So I would suggest that we should consider using God's rules. Well, as an example, in Isaiah 5, verse 20 and 21, he says, Oi, to those who call evil good and good evil, who present darkness as light and light as darkness, who present bitter as sweet and sweet as bitter, or to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Well, even either things have not changed in thousands of years, or 
God knew what it was going to be like in this time. Either way, I think you've got to say that he has us pegged, right? Or consider the scripture and see if what was written over 2,000 years ago has validity. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. This know also that in the last days perilous times have come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, Lover of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For, for of, of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with um, diverse lusts even learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, we see here that God has us pegged pretty well. And I think that it behooves us to understand that we should follow his ways, not our own. Another objection is people wrote the Bible, not God. In fact, Somewhere around 35 to 40 people wrote the Bible. How can I believe it? And my answer, rather than, I'll go straight to the point here. That's the reason I believe the Bible was from God. Many people writing one book that was consistent with each other, connecting each other. I mean, if you and I went to a football game and I wrote a paragraph about it, and you wrote a paragraph about it, it probably would sound like two different games. But here, God was able to collect these people to put together something that made sense for everybody for the past thousands of years to try and correct, to try and say it's not of God. And they've, they've never been able to do it. And if you remember the scripture, Isaiah 11, 11, 750 years before Yeshua, Israel was pronounced to become a nation again. Uh, that's incredible. I, I, I believe the Bible, and I believe it's from God. How about this one? I don't need a crutch. People who believe in God obviously need a crutch. Oh, I like that one. Because you know what I say to them? You're absolutely right. I need a crutch, and my crutch is God. I lean on him. I trust in him. I believe in him. I try and live my life by him. I would call that a crutch. You're right. So my question is, do you have a crutch? What do you do when you're nervous and anxious? What do you do when you're angry? Do you lean on something? Some people drink. Some people have drugs. Some people just get angry and blow off steam. But I go to the Lord, who I trust, 
and he transforms my heart so that I don't feel that anger because I've given it to him. Yeah, I need a a crutch, and I would suggest that everybody should have this kind of a crutch. Now, you notice I didn't back off from this. You know, a lot of people say, oh, what do you mean a crutch? I don't need a crutch either. You know, but that's not true. Let's stick to what is the truth. Admit what it is. Okay. You know, another thing, that an objection would be, let everyone just believe what they want. Why do you have to proselytize? Why do you have to tell people about this? Can't you just leave us all alone? Well, I'd say, think of the people in your life that you love the most. Now, picture this. You have received the most enormous gift, the best gift in the world. Would you want to share it with those you love? Well, I would say knowing the King of King, Kings receiving abundant life here on earth and eternal life after we leave from earth, that's the enormous gift. And wouldn't you want to share it with those you love? And that's why I'm sharing it with you because I care about you. So how does that work for an answer? And then there's always the the one that you expect, which is, you know, will you have eternal life with God after you die? This is a question that many of us ask, and the person says either they don't believe or they do believe or they don't know, whatever. But, you know, if you've ever lied or stolen or lusted after someone in your heart, what does that make you as a person? Well, I think God would say that you're a lying, thieving adulterer in your heart. And the Bible warns that you will be punished and go to a terrible place that we call hell. But God doesn't want that to happen to anyone. So he sent his son because he loved the world so much and that whoever believes in his son, Yeshua, will not die, but have everlasting life with God. Are you willing to receive that free gift? And there are all sorts of variations on that. We can talk about, you know, being in front of a judge and so on. There there are all sorts of interesting possibilities. But I would just say to you that when you get something that you cannot answer, there are two things you can do. Number one, try and figure it out, study it. Or number two, ask somebody else what they would say. So in my, in your case, you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, and I will send back an email of what I believe can be said to somebody when they give you something that you don't feel you can answer. All right? Well, again, take that summer challenge. Also, visit our website, shereshdavid.org. Call our office, 
to join up, to get our calendar, to get uh, our tickets for our holy days. We just want to be engaged with you. So uh, let us connect together in order to work for the kingdom of God. Let us work together in order to see many come to know Yeshua as Messiah. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you and praise you for the hearts out there that want to see people accept you as Lord and Savior. Lord, give us all what we need to be effective witnesses for you. Lord, we thank you and praise you. We pray that our first priority would be to grow in our desire to have a heart like yours, Lord, a heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.